Sons podcast brought to you by Maya Skyrika and Gia. We are very eclectic and our podcasts are designed for listeners at any stage of their magical path. Please wisp over to our Facebook page or to our webpage for podcast extracts. Hi, Maya. Hi, Gia. How are things going? Uh, well, I thought we should do like a little mini episode before the next Witch's Pyramid um, discussion. Yes. I think that um, before we talk about to dare, we should talk about the multitude of ways to raise your personal energy vibration. Very important topic for the for the next step. Right. <laughs> you want to be of a high vibration frequency so that, you know, the things that you're working with and the things that join you or that are in your presence are in a high vibration also. And it works in your day-to-day -day life too, because if your energy frequencies are higher, you're going to attract people of higher energy frequencies and you're going to have um, a much more successful uh, and happy uh mind body spirit connection yes so what do you want to start with well let's start with uh the different ways and tools that we can use to raise our energy vibrations um there's some simple ones to start with right away like laughing yes <laughs> that actually uh, is a great one because that really helps to um not only raise the vibe the the energy vibrations but it just 
helps to open you up to well, a group too. It's contagious. Yes. Um, the, the nice thing about laughing too, is as I was reading somewhere and kind of made me do a little bit of a rolling the eyes for the moment, but, but it's so true. It, you could be laughing and it doesn't even have to be genuine. It can be, you know, not necessarily something funny, but just practicing the laughing will raise the energy. Well, that is interesting that I did not know. Well, you know how they say fake it till you make it with a lot of things, you know, and yeah, yeah it kind of works that way with that as well, I guess. I wonder if it's the same level of energy. Well, I know we shouldn't. <laughs> I don't have to get too sidetracked, but I'm, as you've got me very curious. I'm going to have to do some digging on that. Mm, yeah, it might, it's hard to say. Uh, maybe once you start with it, it actually turns genuine as you go along. I don't know. I've not used that personally. I've used clapping, um, especially if you're doing like dancing or chanting, you know, you can add claps in it and it really brings energy up quicker. Dancing is definitely one of my favorites. Um, even when I'm low on energy and I just need an energy boost to finish getting through dishes. I'll start, you know, adding a little hip sway in there and it, it does the trick. I used to um, turn the radio or the music up super loud, iTunes or whatever, and um, dance while I was cleaning. Yes, I do that too sometimes. Yeah. Uh, me and my husband too would, would on weekends, just out of the blue, have little dance parties. <laughs> I love that. And. You know, some people uh, heard about that and, and thought, what? Are you kidding? Are you serious? I'm like, oh, yeah. And I sent a video. <laughs> and, and thought it was hilarious. But it, it's a great a great thing, whether you're alone or, whether we, or with others. Oh, I love it. I'm going to start using it. Um, I have my kiddo here, Oliver. Say hi, Oliver. Hi. And... I think we're going to have to incorporate that, won't we? Dance parties. You know, we could do a dance-off. Well, then let's do that virtually. We can all do a dance-off. Uh, well, not necessarily a dance-off. Not a competition, but yeah, a dance party. Dance fighting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, did you say dance fighting? Yes. Speaking of which, that's another good um, energy raising. I'm not talking actually fighting with somebody. It would raise energy too, but but even just practicing things like um, movement that include movement, and whether that be a martial art or um, um, or qigong or tai chi or yoga poses, those are really good techniques too. Those are great ways to raise energy. We get to uh, frequent that ourselves. It's pretty nice. I always feel good after uh, Taekwondo, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, um, most listeners are going to know that uh, along with raising energy comes growth. are some um, 
techniques that we'll discuss too uh, for drawing and also um, releasing or, yes. or downloading the excess? I know one thing that oh, years ago you had mentioned to me was eating root vegetables, um, like eating carrots to ground yourself. And I've, I, I still to this day use carrots as a way to ground myself. Um, and then, you know, of course, I'm getting the nutrition from it as well, which is nice. <laughs> oh, you're so much healthier than I am. Well, I have other ways that <laughs> I kind of mix it all together. <laughs> I love chocolate for grounding and Oh, I do so we mentioned, uh, the whole Reese's peanut butter cup thing in the first episode. I'm telling you, man. I know. <laughs> On the treadmill. <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite um, energy raising techniques is a breathing technique. It's called poor breathing. This is one of my faves. Um, so poor breathing, if, for those listeners out there that may not know what it is, um, you would begin uh, doing your breathing. And as you're drawing your breath in, most people breathe in and out of their lungs. And mm. you know, once you start meditating and such, they teach you to breathe from your diaphragm. Yes. So whether you're breathing from your lungs or from your diaphragm in this type of exercise once you start doing your breathing you're going to gradually shift your consciousness to focus on your skin um, you're going to intend that your skin is like a sponge and porous and then as you're breathing in um, you're going to consciously focus your skin on soaking in the energy and breathing in through your pores instead of through your lungs or your, well, you'd still, I, you'd still be breathing through your lungs and your diaphragm, but focus your intention and your energy on breathing in and out through the pores of your skin. Um, you I would really feel that sponge example that, because I've always had trouble doing pore breathing and that Thank you for that. That's a really great example. Yeah, you'd be like SpongeBob SquarePants, man. Right. <laughs> well, without the well, without his song, which I won't be judgy. <laughs> all the all the years of working in a video store. <laughs> so as you're breathing in, you're accumulating the universal energies around you, the natural energies that surround you, and you're breathing it into your skin. And as the energy accumulates within your body, when you exhale, you're going to exhale out them pores, the dark, stale, stagnant energies. They're going to puff out of them pores like uh, puffs of gray smoke or whatever, assign a color or assign a texture or whatever and have it ooze out. Ooh, I like that. Um, I almost kind of picture when I do it, the oozing out, almost like, you know how you see... Um, is it squid or octopus? Yeah, squid. With their ink. Blow their ink? Yes. 
I blow something of that nature out of all my pores when I practice. But of course, there are many, many different ways that would work for many different people. It doesn't have to be that exact way. But um, so as you're breathing in, this will accumulate your energy very quickly. So you have to be very careful. And I also want to lead by example is, is working with the elements in nature is great for this exercise. But I made a terrible mistake one time because I love, love the beach. <laughs> and I decided for some strange reason that I was going to do poor breathing while I was walking in the ocean water. And that was a terrible mistake. I had very... Um, I'm not sure if there's a proper or correct correct way to do it, but um, it uh, was terrible for me. I I had a very very hard time with that. But um, the poor breathing. So I'm just gonna try to move through this quickly. Some of the things that it can be used for, um, other than you know breathing in the good energy and blowing out the stale or stagnant energy, um, you can use it also for um, uh, breathing in, you know, joy and blowing out grief, bringing in health and blowing out illness. Um, you can make the intent whatever you want it to be. Another one similar to that is when you're walking, when you're going for walks, breathing in and through your feet. I know you do some uh, drawing in and out of um, universe, if you'd like to talk about those. Yeah, I actually, um, I really like to use the elements. Um, I'm an, I'm an earth baby and earth, earth tends to be my first go-to. Um, I do like to draw in from the other elements as well. And I actually, when I do my raising of energies I take in from my feet which uh, I'm, a, I'm a visual person first and foremost and so for me I both with visual and with touch I plant my feet on the ground it doesn't matter if I'm indoors or outdoors and I I imagine that my feet are sinking just slightly into fresh soil. Um, sometimes I like to imagine that, you know, being in the forest and my, my bare feet are kind of being planted into the ground much in the way as a, as a seed would. And while my feet are planted into the ground, sometimes I even like to kind of picture the tree's roots like embracing my feet and just kind of anchoring me in place and then from there once I feel that I am grounded then I can imagine that my the bottoms of my feet almost like these these holes open up in the center of each foot and I, I, I like to ask permission, of course, from the earth to do this um, before I draw energy. 
when granted permission, then I start to slowly forward the beautiful green energy of the earth up through the holes in my feet. And of course, you know, I don't have real holes in my feet, but these, you know, it's, it's almost as if that energetic opening at the bottoms of my feet opens up to bring the energy in. I allow it in the same manner as roots to crawl up through my body and to extend those roots all the way up through to my head, covering my face and out my arms. Now with my arms, I visualize a hole opening up on my, um, on my projecting hand. Sometimes I, I use both. Um, and that is where I dump my bad energy. I imagine my bad energy actually funneling straight through the earth, through a protective tunnel, all the way into the earth's uh, core where there's lava to burn off that negative energy. Um, and, and then, um, I'm, 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 I connect my, my head chakra and I open that up to bring down energy from my higher self, from the universe through, you know, the stars, the moon, space, so on. Um, so that I can also receive knowledge to keep myself balanced while I'm raising my vibration levels. Um, again, though, with that constant need to push that enter any bad energy or negative out my hand and into burned out <clears throat> by the lava, because um, I I am a I'm a a scientist as well and in part of being a scientist is understanding different laws and one of those laws like in physics is that energy can never be destroyed it can only change and so for me if I'm allowing my negative energies to come out of me I don't want them to come out of me and, and, and stay in the form that they're in and, and be able to affect other things and so prefer to use them as kind of like a fuel source um, to be burned off by the earth and then the earth can reuse that energy as as she sees fit um, so that that's my biggest way of drawing in energy using the earth um, when I draw in from fire water because I am an earth sign I see those elements as being completely necessary for my life, for my ability to, to breathe and, and, and new cell formations and everything. And I, because I, I try to visualize myself as part of the earth. And so then that allows me to open up a channel to, to fire, to water, to air, um, fire being a little bit uh, tricky. I, I actually use my, my eyes more and my third eye to just draw in the energy of a flame on a candle through my third eye. 
and to help fill me. Again, any negative energy releasing back into the earth's core to be burned up and used by her. Um, water, I mean, anything from when I drink water to taking a bath or a shower or running my hands under water, um, looking at a stream of water or, or being near a lake or, or anything of that nature and um, drawing it in. Typically, I'll draw it in with my third eye. Air, I tend to draw in through my body kind of in the same way that you mentioned with poor breathing. Um, so air I, I is, is an element I like to feel into my body um so yeah that's i mean but but the earth for me is is definitely the the strongest of them that allows me to really raise my vibration levels quickly so <clears throat> before we segue into other um examples how do you know which one is your projecting hand you brought that up in your first example that you um push things out through your projective hand well and the thing of it is is oftentimes it is the hand that's dominant um i'm i'm, I'm an epidextrous i'm i'm more right hand dominant but i can use both um right hands right arms right legs left legs so on and so forth um fairly equally um so for me it's it's sensing um so, for example, if I want to try it out to see which one's more my projecting hand versus receiving hand, um, I can use it either in a pot of soil, right? Or I can do this under running water, like turn on the faucet in your bathroom. And what I do is I'll take, you know, I'll take one hand, put it under the water, really focus, sense if you can feel the palm of your hand forcing against the water or if it feels like it's cupping and bringing it in do the same thing with your left hand with the two then you can kind of figure out which one's going to be more you're projecting and which ones you're receiving and, you know, some people just know and, you know, they, they tend to find that when they go to throw energy um, that they, they automatically will raise one hand over the other. They go to receive it. They, they, they tend to, you know, use the one hand over the other. Um, at least that's those are the tricks that I, I, I suggest. But um, I know that. There are other ways as well. I just have not, I haven't used them. And one of the other things that you brought up in your first example is brought up the, the head chakra. Yes. If you elaborate on where that is a little bit and what, yes. And how, how that works. So if you, you put yourself in front of a mirror and you can do this even without a mirror if you want to do it by touch, you would, you would think about, okay, you would look, okay, where is the center of my, between my eyebrows up just about, I would say a half an inch 
above the center where your eyebrows, in the middle of your eyebrows, up a half an inch from there roughly. And, 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 and some people have bigger third eyes or smaller. Um, and it's, it's right in that location. And if you think of it, your third eye doesn't necessarily look like your regular eyes. Sometimes it is similar to your other eyes. Um, if you've seen the um, latest Doctor Strange movie, uh, you notice how in his in, in that movie, he develops a third eye. That's roughly around the location of where a third eye would be. Um, and where that shaker is. Um, another way to kind of tell too is I like to use amethyst. And so I'll grab my chunk of amethyst and I'll just kind of glide it gently up near that area in between the eyebrows, about a half inch up. And then I'll start to feel like I'll really focus and concentrate to feel that area as well as for me it spreads down the my head the back of my neck and it almost does like a goosebump sensation and the third eye loves amethyst it's it's often depicted um that that purple color on a chakra map as well um but amethyst is such a great stone to work your third eye with um kind of another thing too is is you know i i can't always see what my third eye looks like sometimes i've caught glimpses and when i have it's not always been the same it's been very dependent upon uh, the moon phases we're in um my my age that you know what's what energies i have within me will change the the, the color of the third eye um but when you do think of it as an actual third eye and you can start to really work with that even when you close your eyes you open them you focus on that center eye that you can't always see of course and you focus on that eyelid closing and opening like your other eyes it'll allow you to get more connected with your third eye. Awesome. And I think this is a really good segue into crystals and chakras for energy raising as well. Absolutely. I love, you and I both, I think we're crystal <laughs> junkies. <laughs> yes. Um, so you brought up amethyst and amethyst, it's a great stone. Um, it's a stone that rids negative energy. You'll see a lot of people have big amethyst geodes within their home. Um, it, cause it, uh, rids negative energy. It, <clears throat> it, I'm sorry, clears toxins. It keeps away energy vampires from your personal space. Uh, uh, and it's also a beautiful stone. Oh. And then of course it's good for the, the third eye and the crown chakras. Uh, because of it is a super high vibration stone. So um, other stones that are good for raising the, the vibrations within your body or your aura are going to be like clear quartz. 
um, clear quartz is considered the master healer because it is very um, versatile. If there's a type of stone that you want to work with that you don't have, clear quartz is a really good substitute. It's very versatile. And um, the other ones that are good for raising energy are going to be like the yellows and the oranges, like carnelian. I love carnelian. Um, <laughs> carnelian is a great stone. Uh, citrine is a great stone. Honey calcite, yellow tourmaline. Um, basically a lot of them in the yellow and orange categories are going to be energy raising stones. Uh, there's trillions of them out there. If you Google, um, energy raising or, or frequency raising stones, there's a, a ton that'll come up. One of the other important things too, is making sure that you know, you are buying from a, a a fairly reputable dealer. I mean, it, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be all, you know, certifications or, or you know, it, it completely 100% researched. But, you know, making sure you are getting good or decent quality stones um, and not, you know, false stones, which are made out of glass although even though they won't have the exact natural properties of course as um, the actual crystals do the actual minerals it'll still it'll still have have what purpose you put into it so it can still hold that purpose being of glass Right, because a lot of witches also believe that you can assign a tent, an intent or purpose to pretty much anything. Um, because everything's got a living energy, even glass. The nice thing about the actual true gemstones is that they actually have an energy frequency that, work, that you can work and intermingle with. And it's a beautiful connection. We had a little, we had a little amethyst incident over here just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As we were talking about stones, I didn't mean to get distracted. We had a, we had a small amethyst incident, um, but but yes, we're we're better now. <laughs> so, um, going back with crystals and chakras, um, so. There's over 100. I can't remember if it was 128. Um, I'm, I'm not in, entirely positive on the exact number of chakras. I usually use the seven main ones, but there's also a, a great deal more than that. Um, making sure that your chakras are balanced, whether that's with crystals or with meditations or with sound healing music or whatever is also a really good energy um, vibration increaser. And even um, one of the things, you know, even if you're you're curious about Reiki, right? And um, I I will sometimes like help my son to clear some of 
any, you know, garbage energies um, as well. And it's really just, you know, laying down or having the person lay down comfortably and think of your arms and hands as a broom. And you're just simply going above their body, not, not even having, not even touching them, just going above their body from head to toe. And you have to work it from head to toe. So you'll start just slightly above their head um, at the crown chakra. And you'll just use a brushing motion and brush and brush and sweep away all negative or icky energies or stress just just brush it away and you start from there you work it all the way down you can do several brushes in each area of the body and just brush it away and then when you've brushed the feet and you've gotten all the ickies away then you just hold the person's feet with the palms of your hand, where the palms of your hand are meeting their feet chakras at the bottom of their feet. And you're just, you're just holding their feet and just giving them comfort and love. And, and you can draw in the universe, unconditional love energy. And you just allow that um, to close up and heal that quick ceremony. Nice. I just kind of want to put in a little um, blip here for our listeners. Um, I myself have aphantasia, and aphantasia is the inability to create mental imagery. Yes. Uh, I am not able to close my eyes and visualize that apple or, you know, rotate things or see numbers. I have no mental imagery or visualization abilities at all. I've worked on it. I've tried for many, many, many years. This is a real thing. And if any of you out there experience this as well, don't give up. There are many, many ways to do these things without the ability to visualize. You can use your other keen senses we all have a, a keen sense and a large, large po- uh, majority of the population, their first keen sense is visual. But you can also use <clears throat> these same techniques that you're hearing, but use sound, use feeling. You know, as Gina was talking about the roots growing and our feet opening and things like that, if you can't visualize these things, that is okay. Feel them. Smell them. Um, find find your niche and your way for these things to work for you. And you know, sometimes for me, <clears throat> the best um, type of visualization exercises for me are listening to other people. Uh, like so, guided meditations work very well for me because I can follow the visualization that's being given to me through words. So I just want to let our listeners know that if you're having trouble with projecting mental imagery, there are other ways. Um, Use your intuition to find a way that works for you to do the techniques that that resonate with you. Um, For example, 
you know, like I said, when Gina was talking about her roots and them going to her face and stuff like that, the way I would do this is I would be telling myself in my inner narrative what's happening. And as I'm telling myself in my inner narrative what's happening, I'm feeling it crawl up my legs. I'm feeling it go up my chest. I'm feeling it out my arms and on my face. Um, I'm not kinetic, but when it comes to energy, um, that is a technique that I use. But there are other techniques out there. And if you need any help with any of that stuff, or if you need connection with other people that can give um, examples or, or guide you to other websites or, you know, some kind of feedback, uh, hit us up with a message on our website. I love that's, that. That's www.seekingthelightofathousandsons.com if you're not familiar with our website. We're also on Facebook as well, Seeking the Light of a Thousand Sons. I think that's a really valid point. And I absolutely love that you gave examples of those because, I mean, you know, even using the roots or, you know, just filling your bathtub a little bit with some water and you can draw in energy from your feet. And like Christina said, just telling yourself, guiding yourself, telling yourself what you're doing and how it, the energies are coming up through the water is really important um and you don't have to start really big at first either because if you've never done this before just start small if you have like a plant at home you know without hurting the plant roots of, of course just poke a finger into the soil um and just hold your finger into the soil you can you can drop energy with just one finger as well you know, that's a good point, too, because they use a lot of visualizations and magic as far as like um, casting a circle and creating your bubble um, of protection or your shields and all of these types of things. And they're all visualization related mm -hmm. and they don't need to be. No, they don't. You if you have to draw your circle with chalk, with salt, with rose petals, uh, with with rope or whatever, so you can see it as you're doing it and know that it's so, do it. You know? I, I'm sorry, we, I kind of got a little bit off topic, but I felt it was really important to bring in at this point that not everybody is visual and your visualizations were absolutely beautiful. But if you said, Christina, sit down and do this, Yep. I'd be like, I love it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it doesn't. No, but you, you're absolutely correct. I think this is a very important point that you brought up because we are all so uniquely different. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you think about when a person loses a sense, right? And how the other senses come in to help pick up what that sense can no longer do um it, it's similar like for me um I don't have the best sense of hearing and so my visual is more amplified 
because it's trying to pick up the slack from my loss of hearing. So I think this was incredibly important to bring up to our listeners. Yeah, and I use hearing as my primary. Um, So, and some people will have kinetic or feeling as their primary. Some people will have doing, um, hands-on. I mean, not everybody's alike. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff published is very similar and it's focusing on a larger group of people and we don't all fit that mold. Exactly. So then that brings us to oils. Yes, especially since you're talking about plants. Mm-hmm. I love my plants. <laughs> <laughs> I grow so much lavender and sage and rosemary. I grow lemongrass. Um, I, you know, I even citronella. I have citronella plants near each one of my lower level windows because we get a lot of mosquitoes where I'm at. And the citronella is so strong and fragrant and it helps to keep the mosquitoes away at a distance that's more comfortable for me. (laughs) So, I mean, I use, I use plants in so many things um, that I do and oils is there are they are incredibly important I actually have um I have one wall in my room that has essential oil holder shelves um so that I you know instead of like a spice rack (laughs) I have essential oil racks but um I I love them and you can use oils for all kinds of things. Use them. um, Primarily you're going to use them for aromatherapy. Um, And that's based upon the fact that there are a lot of oils that are toxic um, when ingested or when put on the skin. So you have to be very cautious. I know Christina, you had mentioned to me, diluting the oils you have to make sure that the proper um dilution is 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 being done when you're using your oils um for aromatherapy i like to um because a lot of my aromatherapy devices um they they have a fill line anyways for how much you're going to fill with water i tend to use a lot more drops of essential oils than I've known other people to do, or at least of the people I know. Um, But I I also, my sense of smell is not as great. So it kind of helps me to really draw in the sense. Um, Oils can be used for everything. They can be used to help clear energies, to help raise energies, to help um, aid in healing, to help aid in different stresses. Um, Oh gosh, there's so many ways to use oils. Well, really, it's just another use for an herb. Yes. Yes, and I love my herbs. (laughs) I use a lot of, I, I use a lot of herbs in my everyday life. 
as well. So my favorite um, energy raising oils, I love grapefruit. I got grapefruit face wash. I've got shampoo that smells like grapefruit. Like that's one of my favorites. My husband loves the lemons and the oranges. Oh, yeah. I'm a rose and a gardenia. And I use a lot of gardenia and rose and then uh, bergamot. And um, sometimes I'll mix a little sage in there. Um, I know for my facial cleansing, I'll either switch around between roses to, um, to bergamot and green tea. Um, yeah, there's just a huge variety. I'd just like to add to just in case um, a lot of people aren't aware that if you have pets, please, please, please make sure before you defuse or use an oil warmer or spritz it in the house or use it for cleaning supplies or make any potions or anything like that, please make sure that they're not toxic to your pets because there are a lot of people that don't know this and they can get very ill. No, that is an excellent point. I've read a lot of things about that and it just it's just heartbreaking this is a little bit off topic but i just used the other day um a febreze with a disinfectant in it and mm -hmm. I, I can't remember what exactly it's called but it, it i had a stinky seat cushion on my couch and i sprayed it and i was like oh now it doesn't smell like butt anymore right <laughs> right <laughs> and not even thinking about it oh, no. and my dog jumped up and laid on the seat on the couch <gasps> oh, and she had her she got a a pretty decent skin irritation from it and I felt horrible oh. so I mean this is what the type of things that can happen with cleaning and spraying and stuff with the oils as well and I just kind of want to make sure that people know that that is something that can happen. Well, that's, thank you for bringing that up. I, yes, that's such a huge thing. I, I was very cautious about that too when my son was a baby because, you know, it's same babies and our children, babies, pets. It, you just have to be extra careful around them or in the home. I know that you had a, a list of essential oils that are really great at raising vibra vibration. You mentioned grapefruit. What are some other ones? Um, lemon. Um, wild orange. Ylang Ling. I love Ylang Ling. I do too. <laughs> You know, a lot of the Aveda shampoos have that in it. And boy, do I feel like a hot goddess when I smell that. After right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, that's why I always, <laughs> as I'm waving my head around, oh, man. It's almost <laughs> like those herbal essence commercials. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Give me more, you like me. <laughs> oh, my 
know what? I never thought about putting drops of that in my own shampoos. Oh my god, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> well, what? Hey, that's I a know. new. Um, lemongrass too is another one you mentioned that you grow that um, that's also really good energy raising uh, oil as well. Lemongrass and it smells so good. It does. I love to burn lemongrass too. Like I do too. Uh, mm, yum. There's a few of them. There. Uh, oh yeah. And you just, you know, because depending upon what you're doing, you know, rices, diffusing, um, they'll release different energies or different energies, but it'll release it in different ways. Um, so if it's definitely like clearing or cleaning an area, it's better to burn some of these versus diffuse right and you have to be really careful once you start working magic if you do anointing oils or for your skin or the dress candles or um, if you make ritual oils or any of that body sprays and that kind of stuff you got to be really careful what you're using is open skin well speaking of oils christina where can we get oils Oliver. Find me at Naturals. 100% pure essential oils. Women-owned business that focuses on quality. Check out this store and more on our Metaphysical Shops page. Go to SeekingTheLightOfAThousandSons.com Thank you, Oliver. Wow. And you know what I love about the Windmere Natural Oils? What's that? Um, you can get the pure essential oils and they're very affordable compared to like, I love Living Young and I love doTERRA and I love all of these other places. Um, they're just as affordable as going to like Home Goods or Walmart or Target, but you know that they're all natural and yes. I love them. It's hugely important too when you're getting oils. I'm, I'm kind of an oil snob. I really am. So, I I always, I really am picky about where I get my oils. <laughs> I mean, nothing against Walmart or anything or Target, but I don't buy oils from them. I don't always know where they're sourced from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and kind of um labor goes into them and where they're grown and what yes. kind of things that they're in contact with as far as other energies and as far as um insecticides and things like that yes, yes. chemicals toxins mm -hmm. yep we're gonna be running out of time i just wanted to bring up one other um useful um energy um, balancing. We talked a lot about raising. Um, there was some grounding techniques within some of the visualizations that you gave and grounding is also extremely important. But I think for balancing, um, a really good um, practice is Tai Chi and oh, yoga. Yeah. 
Yes. And there are yoga poses and yoga styles out there. If you have any um, physical disabilities, uh, there are different poses and different things that you can do that aren't heavy duty exercise. Uh, another good one, let, let's say yoga's out of the question for you. Uh, I know for me right now, yoga's out of the question, even, even a pose, uh, mudras. Um, if you look up mudras, it's spelled M as in Mary, U, D as in dog, R, A, S as in Sam. Uh, there's a lot of different hand and finger poses that you can use that will balance energies. It's it's quite fun to incorporate that into your intentions, magical practices, or just your daily life. I mean, one of my favorites is when you finger touch all of your fingers on each hand. Um, you take your thumb and you touch your pointer finger, then your middle finger on the tip. I'm sorry. Take your thumb, tip of your thumb, and touch the tip of your index finger, then your middle finger, and then your ring finger, and then your pinky, and then go to the other hand. You do that a couple times on each side. And you're getting like a multi-versatile multi um, energetic balancing. And it's so simple. It is really simple. I'm actually doing that as you're saying it too. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, so there's a lot of different mudras and there's a lot of different um, mantras as well. Um, and chants too. There's a lot of different um, techniques that... You can do anytime, anywhere without having your arsenal of crystals or oils or um, all of these other things. And if you don't have the time or in the right space to meditate, visualize or whatever, those are really good inserts. And one really great one for adults, cover your ears. Sex. Oh, okay. oh, That's yeah. all I can say. <laughs> Energy raising and grounding. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up. We're at our time um, limit. But we would like to thank all of our listeners for being here with us. We hope thank you have you. a Thank you. We hope you have a blessed evening. Until next time, hail and farewell. <laughs>